And hello everyone and welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. I'm Dick Batista along with Web Minister Nathan Jones. We're transmitting live from the Aventura Station in Miami, Florida. And we pray that you can stay tuned to our program and keep us in prayer that the technology and everything will work without any problems. And of course today's subject matter will be that of the Gog and Magog War in Ezekiel chapter 39. Our lines will be open if you to text in or call us at 305-992-9537. But before we continue the second edition of this program, I would like to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word. And Lord, we just praise you that uh, you have given us insight into the future. You've given us an insight into your plan for our lives. And Lord, you have amazing things in store for us. Help us to understand, Lord. And those listening, Lord... Uh, we just pray for a special blessing on that. And your wonderful and precious name. Amen. Mm, amen. Thank you, Nathan. Again, you're tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones. We're talking about the Gog and Magog War. Today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information at calvaryaventura.com or on Facebook on JN. 832. Also, I want to encourage you to stay tuned to our new edition of the T-Wave family. That is T-Wave.tv. So thank those of you that are tuning in live right now as well as T-Wave.org radio. And of course, we also want to encourage you during the week to stay tuned to the programs such as the House of Prayer, the Pastor's Perspective, the Open Mic, and of course, the Bible Prophecy edition of our programs on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, the Calvary Chapel Bible Prophecy School of Ministry. Radio Edition, and of course on Wednesdays here, the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition as well, both at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And we thank you for your prayers. For those of you that use Facebook and Twitter, make sure you find us on Facebook at TWave.TV. Hit the like button and tell your friends and your family about the wonderful programs here. And make sure you check out the station for upcoming programs that we're going to be having here as well live. But before we continue today's program, we also want to uh, thank, I want to thank my special guest for the second edition of our program, my good friend, Nathan Jones, Web Minister for Land and Light Ministry. Nathan, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for joining me for the second half. Thank you for having me on, brother. Again, uh, I enjoy our weekly conversations and our study of Bible prophecy again. Awesome, awesome, and we're having, we've been having such a great time here, uh, Nathan, just talking about this really exciting events and the exciting times in which we are living in when we talk about Bible prophecy. But Nathan, maybe someone just tuned into the second segment of the program. They were not part of the first segment of the program. Maybe they're not very familiar with Lamb and Lion. Would you mind sharing once again uh, your contact information and your resource information for those that might be uh, just tuning in for the first time? Sure. Well, if anybody wants to know anything about Lamb and Lion Ministries, where I serve as uh, associate evangelist and web minister, they go to lamblion.com. And there uh, they can find a wealth of information, including our television show, Christ and Prophecy, many articles, uh, blogs, and better newsletter, and social groups. And uh, there we just want to provide people with so much information to help them study God's Word and to grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. And they can do that at lamblion.com. Excellent. Thank you, Nathan. And of course, I would encourage, again, all those of you who are watching uh, via TWave.tv, you can check out our information there on the background and on the page and make sure that you visit it. Again, a lot of wonderful information. I also love, Nathan, those uh, Bible prophecy insight videos that you have. Man, I love playing those during the program. And it's just so educational uh, when, uh, when you give us even those tidbits of information. 
Well, there's lots of Property Insight videos from Rent to go out there on YouTube and Vimeo and other networks. They're a minute long. They're, they're just one little bite of Bible prophecy, the idea to get people excited about God's prophetic word, and then bring them back to our website where they can learn a lot more. We, we made six of them, and we just think they're awesome. They're all computer animated, and, and I had a lot of fun making them, and I hope you can make more something. Oh, Nathan, I look forward to it. I mean, I, I think it's such a wonderful resource, and you all did such a beautiful job with that. That's why I would encourage anyone to check them out, and it's just uh, a really good uh, way for those, especially that are new to Bible prophecy, to get a better visual at what the Bible has to say. So thank you, Nathan, for sharing that information. And of course, just a lot of wonderful other articles that you have there uh, by Dr. Reagan. So Nathan, I'm also excited because, man, the pre-trip conference is coming, and I'm going to get to see you again. Yeah, yeah. Can you believe that I met you at the pre-trip conference? <laughs> I think about five years ago or so. And uh, brother, it has been a blessing to know you all these years and to minister with you. And, and I'm glad that you and your wife will be down there. And uh, I don't know what you're going to be doing about next Wednesday in place of our, our usual discussion, but I I enjoy the fact that I'm going to be interviewing you for our television show, Christ and Prophecy, and I'm excited about that. Oh, thank you for the privilege. I'm looking forward. The good thing is that now we have a lot of archive materials, Nathan, that when you and I are getting together live, we can always do some pre-recorded things that other people can tune into. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So I'm looking forward to actually seeing you live. And don't be surprised, Nathan, if I bring my big iPhone 6 and do a quick interview of you as well so that we can have it here in our program, all right? So we'll share that interview process. Well, as long as you bring that humongous watch, <laughs> I'll see what that thing looks like. I, I, right. I, I will definitely do so, okay? <laughs> But anyway, thank you, Nathan. It's great to have uh, fun here uh, during the program. And of course, we have been talking about, uh, again, just another, a little more on a serious note as we've been looking at Ezekiel chapter uh, 39, the Gog and Magog War. And we're bringing it to a close as we see things wrapping up there in that chapter. But again, Nathan, I know that sometimes uh, individuals don't have an opportunity uh, to tune in uh, to both segments of the programs, and maybe someone just tuned in now for the first time, and maybe they are new to Bible prophecy, they're not familiar with what the Gog and Magog war, uh, maybe they were just surfing through the channels and they happened to come across this. And Nathan, again, just maybe briefly, just a quick recap of what's going on there with the Gog and Magog war, uh, for those, again, that maybe are a little bit new to what we're going to be talking about. Well, Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39, share with us one of the most detailed end-time prophetic wars in all the Bible. Even, it's even more detailed than the Battle of Armageddon. And it talks about how Russia will lead a coalition of nations, including Iran and Turkey and Sudan, Ethiopia, Libya, and all those banned nations like Kazakhstan, who will lead this incredible coalition of armies against the little nation of Israel for the purpose of plundering it and destroying it. But God steps in and he destroys those armies. He just annihilates them on the, the mountains of Israel by earthquakes and fire and hail and turning the armies against each other. And then God sends fire back on the countries that sent them. So we're talking about the end of Russia and pretty much most of the Middle Eastern Islamic nations as a power of the world today. And the end result is, is that the whole world knows there is a God in the defense of Israel. So we're talking about that entire shakeup of the geopolitical structure of this world due to this war. 
Wow, incredible. And of course, Nathan, like you mentioned to us in our earlier program, God uh, is getting the nation of Israel's attention. Uh, they've uh, turned their backs. We talked a little bit of, in a sense, like the situation with Hosea. And uh, God loves his people, though, but he's, they're going to go through a chastening process, and eventually they are going to recognize their Messiah, right, Nathan? Exactly. Well, the end of this result is that the Jews of the world give their hearts to God. They return to God and they get excited. In fact, we'll read a little more uh, in the upcoming the segment is that how we're going how they're going to start returning back to Israel. Yeah. But they haven't given their hearts to Jesus Christ as Savior yet. In fact, by the time the seven year tribulation that follows this war happens, uh, the earth is well decimated, only a third of the Jews are left alive after the one world ruler, the Antichrist, tries to murder them all. And by then when they see Jesus Christ return in the cloud to defend them one last time. That's when they give their hearts to Jesus Christ. So mm-hmm. the whole process is to get get people saying that's what all this is about. That's right. And the world will know there is a God. So think about it. There shouldn't be an atheist left on this planet. Apparently, <laughs> there shouldn't be. Nathan, that's a good point. <laughs> but it's amazing because even today with so much of what we see all around us, there's so many people that they still think that what we're talking about is fairy tale, that what the Bible says is fairy tale. But no, these are events that we see the signs of the times all over. I mean, Nathan, we did a few programs about the signs of the times, and you gave us some incredible statistics of what we're seeing right now already, right? Well, the idea of Russia forming a coalition with Iran and Turkey and Libya and all that, that is unheard of in history. It's never happened. Matter of fact, even having Turkey as one solid country, you know, that's almost an empire. Iran and Russia have this ridiculously strange uh, alliance between the two of them, and the right. by a reason, especially the Iran builds nuclear weapons. And with Israel now finding one of the biggest gas mines in history, they're a direct threat to Russia's dominance of gas production. In, uh, in Europe. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing that all these pieces are starting to come together. Uh, Russia is supposed to be led by a, a character who's identified in the video 3839 as Gog. I don't know if it's a, an actual name or a designation or a title. It might be the name of the demon. But we're all seeing that Vladimir Putin is rising up. Right. He, he actually recently declared the most powerful man on the planet. He's worth more than most countries have economically. He, People listen to him as power. Whether he's God or not, I can't say. I don't right. know what the Bible doesn't say. But you know, his meteorotic, meteorotic, uh, <laughs> his, his rise, there you go, his incredible rise to power, is it, just unheard of. And right. so we're seeing all this come together. Now, we discussed, uh, I think, in a previous discussion on this, is that the nations directly surrounding Israel, Lebanon, Syria, Egypt, Gaza, uh, Jordan, they're not in this battle, and you got to wonder why. So we know that something has to happen before the God make our battle, and many Bible prophecy scholars now believe that Psalm 83 answers that, that Israel will have to subjugate the nations around them. And that's why Russia needs such a massive army to attack Israel, because they're scared of them all of a sudden, that Israel's grown in dominance and power, Israel rises as a superpower, and so the idea that they need to be destroyed, that you need an army that, that encompasses many nations to get rid of them, it seems to be the case. Now, obviously God steps in, but we read at the end of the tribulation how all the countries of the world, every single one of them, not just a few from God and Magog, but all the nations of the world, come down to destroy Israel. 
and you know, how could Israel possibly stand? But that's when Jesus comes and defends them in the acceptance of that excellent point. And you know, Nathan, I think maybe we'll have to, uh, in the near future, if the Lord allows us, or if your time is available, we'll have to touch on that war there in Psalms, because also that's another one that I believe individuals need to be aware of, you know? Exactly. And that, that one can break out any time. Uh, the countries directly down in Israel are always ready to attack the little things that set them off. And we always watch the Middle East waiting and expecting the Taliban to Right, exactly. So, Nathan, thank you so much for bringing us through that, that recap, and of course, uh, a lot of wonderful things that we see here in the Word of God that just excite us and encourage us, but also uh, uh, turn us to pray for the world in which we're living in and pray for Israel and uh, these events. Again, as you, as you so wisely put it, I mean, just look at Russia, look at uh, what's, what's happening with the Muslim nations. Uh, all this is what the Bible is talking about. For those of you that are tuned in right now, you're tuned in to the Truth Who Said You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, our lines are open 305-992-9537. Text us or call in with your question uh, or your comments. But Nathan, thank you. And of course, you're taking us, Nathan, through this incredible journey. We left off at Ezekiel chapter 39. And if you could take us through the following verses, that would be amazing uh, for those people that maybe are not too familiar with the passage. Okay, let's, uh, let's finish up uh, from verse 25, and I'll go to the end of the chapter. Uh, Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Now I will bring back the captives of Jacob, and have mercy on the whole house of Israel. I will be jealous for my holy name, after they have borne their shame, and all their unfaithfulness to which they were unfaithful to me, when they dwelt safely in their own land, and no one made them afraid. When I have brought them back to the people, and gathered them out of the enemy's land, and I am hallowed in them in the sight of many nations. Then they shall know that I am the Lord their God, who sent them into captivity among the nations, but also brought them back to the land, and left none of them captive any longer. And I will not hide my face from them anymore, for I shall have poured out my spirit on the house of Israel, says the Lord God. Mm. I love that, Nate. I mean, just in these verses, there's a world of information there uh, regarding what, uh, you know, uh, what awaits us, and also the, the wonderful promises, right, Nathan? Exactly, exactly. Now, again, God is, is quite focused on the nation of Israel. Uh, in this passage, we just read, we call it the captives of Jacob, Jacob being the, the forefather of the Jews, uh, the, the 12 tribes. And so the idea is that after this God-may-God war, when God supernaturally destroys the armies that attack them, the Jewish people of the world will see that there is a God, will give up their secular humanism and their other beliefs, and will turn back to God as their king and their savior, and they will then mass emigrate out of the nations of the world and go back to Jerusalem and back to Israel. Now, we've seen a lot of that today. Right. The Jews have been returning to Israel since the late 1800s. They formed their own country in 1948, but the world is constantly pressuring them to give up their land, which is basically suicide, to destroy Israel, but God promises that they will not be removed out of the land, they will dwell safely in it. No one will make them afraid because God will defend them. You know, Nathan, that, that is a very good, uh, I mean, we saw uh, earlier, we talked about this earlier in our, in our other program, uh, where you um, took us back, really, to that regathering miracle of the nation there in Ezekiel chapter uh, 37, right, those dry bones, and uh, we see that's all part of this passages here, what's going on. Exactly, I mean, you have to have an Israel to be the center of world attention for there to be in the center of world attention. Right. <laughs> and uh, that's when you back up to Ezekiel chapter 36 and 37. 
they talk about Israel being regathered as a nation again, a, a, a dead nation, a nation that was destroyed in 70 AD by the Romans. The people were exiled out of the land. The Jews have been wanderers without a home for almost 1,900 years. And yet you read these passages and you're like, well, Israel has to be the center of world attention for this to happen. Right. For many years, Bible prophecy and Bible scholars in general were like, well, how could that be? There's no, there is no nation of Israel, but they knew. It's hard to believe, but if you believe it, it makes sense. And it makes sense as of 1948. Like, oh, Israel's right. a nation again. <laughs> we must then be in the end times because Israel's a nation again. It can be the center of world attention. And brother, as you and I watch the news, we know that the world's attention, especially from the United Nations, is focused on the nation of Israel. It's only the size of New Jersey that the entire world bent on forcing Israel out of their land. You know, Nathan, that's a great point. Of course, those of them that are tuned into T-Wave.tv, I'm actually uh, sharing a little bit of Dr. Reagan's trip there to uh, Israel as he's taking people through a tour. What a wonderful uh, evidence of what God is doing because today you can see it, Nathan. It's not like before, right? You can actually see all these things happening. And Nathan, you gave us some really awesome statistics where you were sharing with us the millions of Jewish people that have already been regathered and have come to know Messiah, right, in these 40 or 50 years or so. Exactly. I believe there's about 12 million Jews across the entire planet, about 6 million of them, about half of the world's population, now is back in the land of Israel. They've taken a land that, that was prophesied that once the Jews were left, would be desolate, no one wanted, it'd be barren, and it was. The Romans actually obliterated the landscape in their destruction of Jewish people. Nobody wanted to live there. It was a barren wasteland. They could count the trees for taxation. There were a few trees. But when the Jewish people came back, just like the Bible prophesied, they would restore the land. And I've been there a number of times in Israel, and it's like a garden again, that the Jewish people turned it back into a garden. They made it productive. They made it the bread basket of the Middle East. Wow. And they're continuing to flow back into Israel. Emigration to Aliyah, which is what they call it, the, yeah. the return of the Jews back to Israel. And, you know, we see the world's attention focused on Israel. The whole world seems to want to kick the Jews out of the country what? that the United Nations <laughs> granted them. The United Nations yeah. granted them back in 1947. It doesn't make Nations. sense, right, Nathan? No, no. <laughs> the, the, uh, what's it called? The Nazi Day, the Day of Mourning, is what the Muslims call it. A day they regret the fact that the UN gave Israel the land. But they want to force Israel out. So we watch the news and we're like, oh, are the Jews going to be kicked out of their own land? Right. You know, we read it until 38 and 39. They will dwell there safely. They will be protected by God, at least to the midpoint of the seven-year tribulation when Antichrist will drive many of them out of the country and into southern Jordan. But the Jews will still remain in Jerusalem and descend all the way back to the end of the tribulation when Jesus returns. Uh, that is amazing, and that's exactly what we're looking at here in Ezekiel 39. We were brought them back from the people. And Nathan, you know, another thing that I've noticed that is also, you know, some people are not into uh, uh, reaching out to the Jewish people, you know. They think, well, God is through with them, uh, and uh, therefore we don't have to, but, but that's not true, right? Nathan, we still need to continue to pray for them, and God is not through with them. Not at all, not at all. And those who believe that it's called replacement theology, right. together, that the church has replaced Israel. We've been grafted into the promises of blessings of Abraham, and we have certainly learned salvation and, and, and been blessed by that by the Lord. But the Lord doesn't hate the Jewish people. No. He doesn't destroy. He's not sending them out there to be tortured for 2,000 years. He has 
promises he's made to Jewish people. That's right. To regather them back to land, to bring them back to faith in this Messiah. And when Jesus returns and sets up his kingdom for a thousand years, the Jewish people that are saved will be the priestly people of the world. People will, will float all the way from around the world to Jerusalem mm. each year awesome. and celebrate the feast of them. I believe it's tabernacle. And uh, the Jewish people will be the priestly people of God. He has promised that. But Satan has tried everything he can to destroy the Jewish people through persecutions, through the Holocaust, through Islamic attacks, and they will not be destroyed because God is their that is, that's a great point. You know, it reminds me like what the Bible says there in Romans chapter 11, uh, verse 1. I say that, has God cast away his people? Certainly not. For I also am in Israel, Paul speaking of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. Or do you not know that the scripture says of Elijah how he pleads with God against Israel? And then it goes on to talk there about the prophecy. But again, the scriptures all over tell us, right, Nathan, that... God is not through with it. He's going to regather them. He's doing an incredible job, and we're seeing that right now. Well, if you're to replacement theology, you kind of skip Romans 9 through 11. <laughs> I mean, you've never heard replacement theologians preach from Romans 9 through 11 because they, they don't want to. And, and it's sad that the church, and, and, and sadly it's growing, has been infected with that same hatred of the Jewish people yes. that the world seems to have. I mean, have you ever seen a people group so despised as the Jewish people? We have groups like, yeah, Boko Haram up in Nigeria, slaughtering people left and right, and they're not as hated as the Jewish people who uh, live in a democracy, absolutely. who practice, uh, uh, they're very nice to the Arabs who live in the country, they're beneficial, they provide uh, all sorts of technology, and all that technology you're wearing, <laughs> it comes out of Israel. You know, they, right. they provide a lot to the world, yes. and yet the world hates them, and that's supernatural, that should tell us that we're in the end times because there's a supernatural hatred of the Jews that goes beyond reason and it's infected the church and this growth of Christian Palestinianism in the church today is kind of disturbing. Nathan, that's a very good point. You know, it's interesting how people don't see all the contributions that, that the nation of Israel has made, right Nathan? I mean, some of the greatest inventions came out of Israel, right? Exactly. I mean, you, you look at a lot like... If you have an iPhone and you have a big old iPhone 6 in there, <laughs> that, that's because the, the Jewish people were involved in that. A lot of our technology comes out of Israel. They've won more, uh, more awards and, and prizes than any other people group out there. And yet the world absolutely hates them. Now, the Lord has blessed the Jewish people with an incredible intellect and ability to, to handle money and stuff like that. And used unwisely, uh, there's been definitely some very dangerous Jewish people in, in history who have you know, mess up economies and right. messing up our economy and stuff like that. Uh, but the Lord has given them such great power. So, but when a Jewish person gets saved, they become like a super saint. You know, they <laughs> they have all that power and skill the Lord's given them to preach the gospel. And then we read about 144,000 Jews will get saved during the tribulation, and they'll become God's evangelists. They'll go around the world spreading the gospel, and man, they'll be like 144,000 falls. <laughs> going out there with that kind of ability and power to preach the gospel, and that's what they're going to do. That is going to be amazing, Nathan. That's going to be amazing. So we find, again, verse 29. I love verse 29 as you close us there in Ezekiel 39, Nathan. It says, And I will not hide my face from them anymore, for I shall have poured out my spirit on the house of Israel 
says the Lord God reminds you like the prophecy of Joel, right? And in Acts where the Holy Spirit is going to be poured upon us. Exactly. And again, like you said in Joel, he talks about how in the last days of the Lord's Spirit will be poured out again on the house of Israel. And Israel will not be trapped uh, roaming around the world without a country, hated by the world, uh, despised by the world, nor will their hearts be against God anymore. They will right. turn their hearts back to God. And so I think the beginning of the tribulation will be a tremendous time for the Jewish people as they all leave their homes. They leave Aventura, <laughs> go to Israel, and, and they, they make their home there. But it sets the stage for a bigger scenario, a bigger war, and that is the seven years of tribulation that will come upon the world and as the Antichrist strives to destroy the Jewish people, that the faith uh, that the Jewish people will place in God will be really put to the test. That is awesome. Nathan, again, we just hope that those that are watching the program will be encouraged to see what a wonderful plan God has for humanity. God is not through with Israel the same way God is not through with you. Those of you that are watching live, those of you that are listening live, you know that the whole purpose of this program is so that you can recognize how much God loves you. His Holy Spirit is at work today, and He's calling you uh, to come to Him before time runs out. And Nathan, that's what this is all about. Time is really running out for this world, right? It is. We're, we're, we're in the last days. That's the setting for Ezekiel 38. We're in the last days. And so we know that as we are getting there, that we really need to make sure our hearts are right with the Lord, that we've given our lives to Jesus Christ, put our faith and trust in Him, because the time is short. That's right, absolutely. And for those of you that are tuned into the program, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, Nathan and I, of course, we would love to pray for you uh, and pray with you. Our lives will remain open even after the program, although we only have a few minutes left. The local number is 305-992-9537 or 321-N-TIME. You can always reach out to us. If you have any questions, we would love to answer those questions or simply pray with you. And of course, uh, we thank you for tuning in to T-Wave. And Nathan, can you believe it? Our time is up already. Wow, where did it go? Yeah, where does it go? Nathan, thank you so much for being part of the second segment of this program. And uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Thanks, brother. And thank all of you for tuning in. May the Lord bless you. Big Batista, Nathan Jones. It's a pleasure being here with you. Until next week, may the Lord keep you. And may his face shine upon you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. A dozen cities across the United States have seen protests take place over the decision not to charge a policeman who shot an unarmed teenager in Ferguson, Missouri. Protesters gathered in Washington, D.C., Seattle, and New York, while in Ferguson, 44 people were arrested, although disruption was not on the scale seen on Monday night. In a television interview, the officer who killed Michael Brown says he has a clear conscience. Our U.S. correspondent Simon Marks says the widespread protests are about